0: This needs to be you being like, yo, I'm putting full faith in myself and not succeeding is not an option. Welcome to the Dream Smarter Podcast, a no BS conversation about entrepreneurship and becoming successful in smart and efficient ways. Hey guys, welcome to the first episode of the Dream Smarter podcast. I'm so excited to be here. My name is Alex Kraling and I am going to be the host of this podcast. I'm also the founder of High Moon Studio, which is a brand and website design studio built for modern entrepreneurs who do most of their work online. So I kind of wanted to kick off. This episode is all about how to start. And I think that's such a great topic to start with. Obviously, it's the beginning of the podcast, so I'm starting this. But there are also so many people I know out there that have trouble beginning entrepreneurship, like actually jumping into it and going at it full force. So I really wanted to begin this podcast journey with how to start and my tips on how to start and how I started and all of the things that I think are really important when you're beginning the journey of entrepreneurship. I'm going to begin by introducing my background and my history so that you have an idea of the space that I'm coming from. So I grew up in New Richmond, Wisconsin, which is about 45 minutes away from the Twin Cities, Minneapolis, St. Paul, Minnesota. So I ended up going to the University of Minnesota, which is in the Twin Cities, for my undergrad, and I got a communications degree. Then, after I graduated, I was working as a marketing director. I hate saying that because it sounds way more than what I was actually doing. It was for a small pool company in Minneapolis that sold pool equipment for just filtering out the water and stuff. Anyway, I was the only girl in the office besides the wife of the owner, And gosh, I mean, the owner was interesting because he was extremely traditional. So I was I was doing a lot of print like we would send out postcards constantly and I was designing these things. And the only reason why I knew how to design anything was because I had grown up with a computer that had Photoshop. My dad had Photoshop on our computer and I actually got into it in middle school and had a whole MySpace era where I was you know, designing themes for people and profile pictures and stuff, which is super funny because I was doing that for fun on the side. It was almost like a secret life that I had because I just felt like nobody would understand. But I did that. And so that's the only reason why I knew how to design anything. I just taught myself everything that I knew. I would look up tutorials on Google and, you know, just do what I could. So I had this marketing director job, and I would finish everything early. I was working 10-hour days, so I was working four days a week, but 10 hours. So what I would do is I would, yeah, look up tutorials, and I had Illustrator on the computer, and I would sit and I would make quotes for my desk. So after I started doing that, I realized, you know, this design thing is actually what I want to do for the rest of my life. I'm kind of unsure as to how right now, but I knew it was what I wanted to do. So I got introduced to Miami Ad School, which is a graduate program. It's not, Miami Ad School itself doesn't give out graduate degrees. They give out art degrees, portfolio degrees, but they actually have a program in conjunction with Florida International University where you can get your graduate degree in global strategic communications while also getting an art direction degree from Miami Ad School. So it's all about advertising. So I found that and it was in Miami. I was like, (laughs) okay, I'm sick of the cold. I need to do something exciting with my life. And I remember me telling my mom this and her looking at me and saying, you should just get a job somewhere and in five years, they'll pay for you to go to grad school. And I love my mom. She's amazing But I just, I looked at her and I said, are you freaking kidding me? No way am I waiting five years for this. No, 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 no way. So I'm the type of person when I get something in my head, I'm going to do it because I just am confident about it. And I was confident about that. So that's what I did. I packed up all my shit, moved down to Miami for a few years Went to school, you know, did Miami Ad School, the advertising stuff, which was, I have a mix of feelings about it, but I think everyone who went there does. <laughs> but, uh, you know, got my graduate degree from FIU, which was also interesting, lots of research and had to write a thesis, all of these things. And I was interning at different ad agencies as an art, so I went as an art director, and I was getting my art director degree. And I liked it. <sighs> I'm not going to say I didn't like it, like I really did like it. I got to intern in Tokyo. I lived in Tokyo for three months. I got to intern in LA for three months. So I lived there for a bit. And then I was talking to all these companies after I graduated. Apple, some great ad agencies in LA. And nothing was sticking. And it was just the weirdest thing. I would have a bad feeling about it or I just didn't make it through. Like I would get to the last round and then they'd be like, oh, we're actually going to hire in-house for this or we're going to have our interns do this or whatever the hell. And I had a boyfriend at the time, and we were both trying to just figure out, like, okay, what are we going to do? He dropped out of school. I was graduated but didn't have a job. And I'm like, okay. So then we we decided – this is another long story – but we decided to do van life. So because we started van life, which if you guys don't know what that is, we basically converted the the back of a van – it was a Sprinter van – into a home – and we would drive it around the United States and basically travel and work off of our computers. He was a videographer, or is currently, he's currently not my boyfriend, but he still is a videographer, and I was a designer, so it just worked out perfectly for us to start this business. So we started our business, and it was called Creatives in a Van, and we drove around the United States, and you know, I worked with clients, and it was great. It was difficult, I have to say. There were a lot of difficult things happening at that time, but it was great. And I just decided like I am the type of person who needs to own her own business. I just sometimes I think about if I ever had to go back to work somewhere, which I know is never going to happen because I won't ever let it happen. But I think about going back to work somewhere and I get physically sick, like my stomach starts to hurt. I am just the type of person where. I want to be the one calling the shots. I'm just a natural leader in that sense. So having my own business and being able to just try things all the time and do new things like this podcast, for instance, (laughs) it's just all fun for me. I love the business side of things. So then my boyfriend and I ended up separating and I basically lost my entire life. And this was the end of 2018. So this was just almost a year ago. And my dad has cancer, if you didn't know. So it all was like odd timing. My dad was about to go through a 16-hour surgery. We didn't know if he was going to be dead or alive at the end of it. So I was scared. And then literally a week before my dad's surgery, broke up with my boyfriend, lost my home, which was the van, lost my business, my dog, because the dog was originally his, but we were together for two years. So it's like... I don't have a home, I don't have a business, I don't have a dog, and I might lose my dad. And my whole world just kind of came crashing down on me. It was scary. I was not myself. I went through a phase where I just, and I'm still kind of grabbing myself out of this, but where I didn't want to hang out with anyone, where I just wanted to stay home with my family with people that I trusted, with people that couldn't hurt me or overwhelm me. Because at the time, I was so overwhelmed by so many things that was like, I could not be a good friend to people. I I couldn't listen to what they had to say, which is sad. But I just, my cup was so full. Personally, I couldn't take anyone else's anything, emotions, anything. Anyway, I'm sitting there like my whole life is falling apart. What do I do? And... I'm actually, I was in the the hospital room, the waiting room, waiting on my dad in surgery because he was, it was two days, 16 hours, whatever it was. He actually went in again the next day, so it was longer than that. But I'm sitting there, I'm like, okay, what am I going to do with my life? I'm like, all right, I need to start a new business. So I'm writing all my like online friends, help me come up with a name for this, blah, blah, blah. Shout out to Tess. She helped me come up with High Moon Studio. The reason why I chose High Moon Studio was I have a moon tattoo on my arm and I really like kind of pairing my businesses with my tattoos because it's really personal and genuine to me. So I was like, I want to do something about a moon. And Tess was like, what about High Moon? Because it's like High Noon. And I had never heard this phrase before. So high noon is where you have a lot behind you and a lot ahead of you because it's actually where the sun is or something in the middle of the day. I'm probably wrong on this. This is terrible. I should know this. And I was like, oh my God, I love that. That's amazing. Let's go with it. And I bought my LLC and designed my website in the hospital. (laughs) Like I'm going to get some freaking clients. Let's do this. I was pumped up for this next part of my life even though the last part had just recently fallen apart. But oftentimes I find that happening a lot with my clients too where it's like you're sitting there and you're like I'm sick of this shit and I'm ready to do something about it right now. <laughs> and so that's kind of one tip that I have that's worked really well for me in my business is taking action immediately, like for this podcast for instance. I was like, "Oh, I'm going to do a podcast again." And Boom, got everything set up, posted about it. Like, okay, I can't turn back now. <laughs> and here I am recording the first episode. So anyway, the first thing, that's my background. And that goes into what my first point is, is taking the actual leap in the first place, which to some is going to be the hardest part. You have all these things in your mind telling you not to do it. And there's probably outside like your parents or your significant other saying, oh my gosh, I don't want you to do this. I'm scared. I would rather have you stay at your full-time job and make whatever you're making than quit. And we don't know if we're going to have income or, which is, by, I mean, that's definitely something to think about. But there's always going to be all these outside things that you get, you're going to have to shift your mind in order to actually take the real jump. You need to sit with yourself. And I'm not talking like sit and talk it out with a bunch of people. I'm saying sit with yourself. Start journaling, start meditating, start taking like, you know, minimum 10 minutes every day just to sit and think about going into entrepreneurship. Read books, listen to podcasts. You need to make these decisions on your own and you can't have the outside influence when you're doing them because then you're just gonna resent it. Failing is not an option. I am going to go into this and I'm going to believe in myself and my skills and the fact that I will learn and do every single thing that I can to grow. When you understand that you can do that, nobody starts as a perfect entrepreneur. Nobody starts as the best designer. We all start at like an average, you know, average of whatever you are because you're just learning. But you have to teach yourself and you have to be dedicated to growing and learning and trying over and over and over and over and over and over and over 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 again, failing 500,000 times, but pivoting into things that are going to work. And if you don't have that mindset, if you don't have that in you, then you need to work on it. You need to work on it. Everyone can get there. The mind is a crazy thing. You can really transition what your thoughts are now into what you think you deserve to be thinking or believing, whether it's yourself, your business, anything. It's all possible, but it takes a lot of work. It's just like working out at the gym. Your body's not going to change the first day. It has to be a constant flow of, I can do this. I'm going to figure out every single thing that I can to do this. And you have to tell that to yourself over and over and over and over and over and over and over. Until it gets freaking annoying. And then eventually you do believe in yourself. And at that point, you're gonna be confident enough to be like, Yep, I'm doing it. But it's never gonna change if you don't sit and think about it. Cause that's the first step. Like in order to take that leap, you have to think, but don't think too long either. And there's a lot, there's a lot. Anyway, I'm moving on to the next thing. The next thing is focusing on your target market. So by focusing on your target market, I mean who are your dream clients? What are their problems, and how are you going to provide a solution for that? Is basic business supply and demand. And that supply and demand doesn't just refer to products, it refers to services. What do people need? What is happening in the world? Well, what, do, what do your dream clients need? Because we all have freaking dream clients. Don't tell me that we don't, you know? We all have dream clients. What do they need, and how are you going to provide a solution? Because if they don't have a problem that you can fix, they're not going to send you money, period. They're not. (laughs) So definitely think about that. And to be honest with you, like when I started this, I wasn't always working with my dream clients. You have to start somewhere and you're not going to be where you want to end up the day you start. So I had to work with clients I didn't want to work with and do projects I didn't want to do. I still do to this day sometimes, but you'll get there. You'll get there. If you put in the work and you grow your business, you'll get to your dream clients. But you have to do work for free in the beginning. You have to do work for like little money. You have to take whatever clients you get that will pay you, unfortunately. But if you do a good job and you continue to keep pushing your solutions more towards your actual dream clients and solving their problems more specifically rather than generally, you'll notice that you'll start getting those dream clients. You'll start getting leads from them. You'll start having them book you, they'll buy your products, whatever. The next thing I want to talk about is being proactive about doing things yourself. As an entrepreneur it's really important to take learning into your own hands. And whether that means figuring out how to set up new systems in Dubsado or figuring out how to sell more on social media or figuring out how to design a new style of logo or whatever it may be, it's super important that you take it upon yourself to learn these things for yourself rather than, let's say, asking someone else and getting a quick answer. In this day and age, we're blessed with Google. You can basically find anything on the internet by doing a quick Google search. There are tutorials everywhere. Most, like, let's say if I'm going back to the Dubsado example, most systems and whatnot like Dubsado or Flowdesk or whatever it may be that you're trying to implement in your business, most of those systems have their own tutorial sections on their website that basically explain how to do anything and everything in their platform. So there's really no excuse to kind of, you know, figure these things out on your own. It's really easy for anyone to just DM someone that's successful in whatever they're trying to accomplish and get quick answers. But that's not, in my opinion, the best way to go about things. There are some better options. Like for instance, a lot of successful entrepreneurs will have kind of like mini coaching calls where you can pay them to get knowledge. Because if someone is successful, all that knowledge that they have in their head, it's worth money because they have years of experience and trial and error that got them to that place. So asking them to just give you answers for free really is kind of unfair. So a lot of those people have calls that you can actually pay for, and we just opened this up at High Moon Studio too. So if you have questions, whether it be just around business in general or whether it be more specific to design, you can actually book a call with me. And yes, it does cost money, but that's because I have you know many degrees, I have years experience doing this, helping other entrepreneurs, um, and being successful in my own business. So you can actually pay for someone to give you answers to these things. And other than that, the best way is just doing your own research. Research, research, research. Like I said before, you can basically find anything on the internet. And doing it this way, instead of just DMing someone and trying to get a quick answer, it's so much more rewarding. Because at the end, when you become successful, you'll know it was only because of you or because of the smart moves that you made as an entrepreneur rather than, oh, I got here because I got quick fixes for everything. And failing is such an important part of becoming an entrepreneur because it makes you better. So being proactive about really doing things yourself and figuring things out on your own will feel so rewarding when you do become successful. Okay, the next thing, and this is a big one, is not taking failure personally. It's really, really hard in the beginning because in the beginning you're new and you put so much value on the work and your clients being happy. Not saying I don't still do that. Just saying in the beginning when you start your business, you attach a lot of emotions to that type of stuff. And it's not all going to work out. And I'm telling you this now. There's going to be a lot of things that you fail at. A lot. Whether it be small things day to day, whether it be just like completely fucking up on accident with a client, whether it be not having a contract put in place and then you're just fucked over because now you're doing a bunch of work that you didn't want to do, whatever it is. All of those little things that you're failing at make you better. You have to go through those things because if you didn't go through those things, you wouldn't be getting better. Everyone fails. Everyone does. You have to. But you need to understand that it's not personal. Don't cry about it. If something that you try does not work and that's going to happen, And it still happens to me every day. If something that you try doesn't work, don't take it personally. Understand that it just wasn't a good solution for your audience. Make it business. Like, hey, that idea I thought about that I thought was going to be really cool didn't work out. It's fine. It just didn't work for my target market. But now I have a better perspective on how to better serve them because that thing failed. That's how you have to think when you're a business owner. Because if you don't, oh, you're going to drive yourself crazy. And the final tip, which plays well with the last tip that I just mentioned, is learning how to pivot until you succeed. Because you have all these failures that happen, like I said, it makes you better. And so whatever idea you had, it doesn't mean that that idea is a failure. Maybe it just wasn't the best execution. Or maybe, you know, you didn't launch it the way that you could have. There's so many different aspects of every idea that you put out there. There's so many things that can go wrong in so many areas that just kind of make it fail. That doesn't mean that you're a failure or that that idea sucks. It just means you need to pivot. Figure out how can I better serve my target market with this idea? What can I do that's different? What were the pain points? What are the pain points with like anyone else who sells this service or product? And how can I fix those pain points and come at a different angle? That is the key to good business and making shit tons of money. That's the key. So I hope all of these things that I talked about today give you some confidence in starting if you haven't. And if you have started, I hope that they give you confidence in whatever you want to start next. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Dream Smarter Podcast. My name is Alex Kraling, and I challenge you to grow your business the smart way, not the hard way. Follow along at Dream Smarter Podcast on Instagram.